Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes? Show notes. Did it get loud again? No, you're fine. Show notes. Okay, I think it just when it starts out. Show notes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what are we doing? <laughs> Show notes? I'm trying to make myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I have their phone number, but I don't think that's going to get me anywhere. Have you called it already? I have not called it. Because I heard, I heard when you call it, it literally just directs you to visit their website. Are you f- serious? I don't, I don't know how true that is because I've never called it, but Wait, that's just what I heard. Let, let me just try this real quick. <laughs> what if I add them to the call and it records it here? I think you want to call them personally first to see if that is true. And if it's not, then we don't have some random Twitter employee stuck being recorded on a conversation. No, no, let's totally do that. <laughs> Let me find their number. Oh, God. Alrighty. Okay, here it is. Let's see if it's automated or not. Four, one, five, two, 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 nine, six, seven, zero. I'll put them on speakerphone. How about that? Thank you for calling Twitter. If you know the extension of the person you are trying to reach, you may enter it at any time during this message. For customer support, press 1. For communications, press 2. For employment verification, press 3. To repeat this menu, press star. So, customer service? I'd imagine. Unfortunately, Twitter does not provide user support over the telephone. To find information and answers to your questions, please visit support.twitter.com. If you're unable to find what you're looking for, our help center contains information about contacting our team via email. No, it doesn't. Message, press star. Wow. Slow clap for Twitter customer service, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Maybe we, I think we just need to find an extension for someone. How would you even do that, though? I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, I know with most of these trees, if you dial zero, you just, you can get through to, like, an operator. But, like, who the f*** would I even call? Like, Jack Dorsey? Like, I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my. How about we record an episode? <laughs> uh, hey, hang on, hang on. I'm getting a call. Hang on, hang on. All right. It's okay. She's going to come home and do it. Do, do what? Start dinner. Okay. She's like, can you you start dinner? And I was like, uh, kind of in the middle of something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it cooking with Zach power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How to make a Stouffer's frozen lasagna. Mm. <laughs> step one, <laughs> oven. Step two, put lasagna in that can, oven. That can be our next episode. Our next extra episode. Just Power yeah. Ranger themed recipes. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Tis morphing time. Today on the Power Hour, episode 84, Rangers Review, Power Rangers Dino Supercharge Holiday Specials. Record on January 4th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. So I'm Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day one game out trial, specifically for our listeners, at GameflyOffer.com slash Ranger Command PH. Hey guys. Hey. We Happy New survived. Year. We survived 2016. <laughs> <gasps> what? Uh, the worst of the years if you're a celebrity. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh god, don't even mention it, man. <laughs> I, I, I won't, I won't. How was your guys' uh, holiday? Good? It was good. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd rather not mention it, but... Cool. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's a new year. We're going to hit the ground running with a new episode. On the 21st, we're going to release our third anniversary special. Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I know. I don't even know. You don't Man. even know what. <laughs> I mean, like, how do we make it this far? Yeah, right? Like, that's what I mean. Like, 
I don't even know. Like, how have we been doing it this long? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. It really doesn't. And I think it's because we have so much fun that, you know, the yeah. years can kind of fly by. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there are nights when I'm editing where I'm like, God, will this ever end? But <laughs> when, when you think about it, it's like, no, it kind of felt like three years has passed pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. I don't know what we're going to do for our anniversary special yet, but I have two weeks to figure it out. So that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a big year for Power Rangers. We've got Ninja Steel coming out in a couple weeks. I'm going to be very excited to review that. Actually, Ninja Steel releases the same day as our third anniversary special on the 21st. What? Yeah. Crazy. So, That's a really awesome coincidence. Yeah, it's like we planned it or something. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then the week after, on the 28th, we'll have our extra episode, which I'm sure we're going to review the first episode of Ninja Steel. I'm very cautious about <laughs> the new season. I'm cautiously optimistic, but for me, this is kind of a make it or break it for Power Rangers, especially leading into the 25th anniversary of the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm hoping it's good. Dino Charge started out great, and we're going to talk about how it fizzled out. And we also have the movie coming out, which is going to be yeah. huge for the fandom and for the brand as well. So I think it's a great year for Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on to the news, speaking of the Power Rangers movie, the design for the Putty Patrollers have been revealed. A Toys R Us.com listing has given clear images of the putties. They're still gray and clay-like, but they have bits of rebar showing through. So I'm thinking, does Rita form these guys from like the streets of Angel Grove in the movie? I guess we'll find out when Power Rangers hits theaters on March 24th. Have you guys seen the the putties? I have yeah. not. I have not <laughs> seen them. I have. And there's not really anything to complain about there. They are gray clay monsters. So that's all putties <laughs> need to be. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm thinking that Rita's going to conjure up something on the streets because... During that filming footage, you know, we saw that they had all this asphalt all over the place on the streets of Vancouver, and Mm -hmm. there's Red Ranger fighting the putties in the streets, so I think it's going to be a big action sequence in the movie. It'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I can't wait. I am too. Yeah. Despite whatever about the marketing and these toy reveals and all that stuff... I'm still pretty pumped to see a big-budget Power Rangers movie on screen, for sure. Did you see today there was a very blurry leak of what Zordon may look like? Yes, and that was from the news item that we talked about on our last episode, because it's the Consumer Electronics Show this weekend. It started today, and with that Qualcomm VR experience, yeah, someone leaked footage of on the phone shot and it's a double image because it's meant to be in 3d vr yeah so yeah you can make out the command center that looks similar to the trailer with the rocks and the green glowy bits you can Mm -hmm. see alpha in the corner which matches the design of the toy and in the background you see a wall with a big blue floaty head that looks a lot like brian cranston so (laughs) uh So I'm excited. I mean, that's one thing that they kept from the show. You can't have Zordon be anything else. I don't know. Well, (laughs) going on with the movie. I I I was just thinking, well, you could, but it would be terrible. Here's Zordon. He's a giant pink foot. (laughs) (laughs) Or or troll say. (laughs) Or, yeah. That's a very good explanation for that. (laughs) Moving on to some more movie news, specifically some merchandise. This week, the Power Rangers movie pop vinyls were announced by Funko, but they're also showing up in stores and GameStop. Three days before Christmas, I walked into GameStop. I bought some of the regular pops because I was collecting them. The manager at the counter was like, oh, cool. Obviously, you're into Power Rangers because you're buying these. He's like, we got a pre-order for the movie pops. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, they're going to be released on January 1st. And I said... All right, sign me up. And originally, (laughs) it was all of them except Red, and he included Rita. 
But when I picked them up last night, uh, it's actually just the five core Rangers. And we found out through Funko's announcement that Rita is actually going to be a Hot Topic exclusive. So I'm going to have to set foot inside a Hot Topic for the first time in... Oh, God, it's horrible. 15 years. It's super bad. It's really bad. It's like a fire hazard, and it's full of teenagers. And it smells like pot. (laughs) So, yeah. No. Wait, isn't that Spencer Gifts? Or or that, yeah. Yeah. Mall jokes. (laughs) But no. Cutting edge of comedy with these mall jokes. Yeah. But no, I picked up all five Rangers. I think the detail on them is amazing. They Uh, look super cool. They are really cool. It really brings out the details of the costumes. Even though they're super deformed, there's a lot of great texturing on these miniature figures. I say pick them up if you're a fan of the movie designs and if you're collecting Power Ranger pops. I say go for it. But I do have a birthday coming up that people... No, I'm Well, recently the character details have been released for the new Sentai team. Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger, we have Shishi Red, is said to be born lucky, which gives him special guidance in fights. He is called the very lucky greatest star. Okame Blue is a Jujin, literally beast man, who specializes in wild combat. He is nicknamed the Space Wolf. Oshi Black is a robot built for wrestling. His title is Raging Bull Wrestler. Tenbin Gold is an android nicknamed the Mecha Man with the power to control other machines. Hibitsky Silver is an alien with special power to paralyze opponents, earning him the moniker Psychic Guy. Sasori Orange is a veteran warrior who uses poisonous techniques, earning him a reputation as the Stinger Soldier. Chameleon Green is a ninja alien who can change her body colors to hide in plain sight. She is called the Surprise Ninja. Washi Pink is an android designed with enhanced speed and flight capabilities, and she is nicknamed the Super Flying Warrior. Kajiki Yellow is a chef and fights chiefly with blade weapons. He is being labeled the Finishing Move Chef. So this will be a mixed team with three humans, three aliens, and three robotic rangers. Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger should premiere on February 12th, 2017. These are some really interesting characters. I love it. I love the designs. I was a little put off by uh, Okami Blue in his not-suited-up form, but I'm sure it'll grow on me. But yeah, I I can't wait for this series to start. It's going to be great. We'll definitely have to have Matt back on the show to talk a little bit more about the scans and stuff, but... I already made my pre-order at Hobby Link Japan for the vinyl figures. I think this is the first time I've collected Sentai vinyl figures since Bokanger. I just think the suits look really great. I love the color combinations that they're doing. It looks really cool. I love the design aesthetic. But there's a couple things that it seems like they're pulling from other Sentai. You know, like with Blue being a Jujin or a Beastman, it almost sounds like the Juman from Juoger. And, yeah. uh, you know, Chameleon Green, Ninjas, Ninja had that green Sentai Ranger mm-hmm. for their DVD special. And Gold being an android, that kind of reminds me of GoBusters. Yeah. So it, it's pretty cool what they're doing with, with, like, maybe some of these nods to past series. And I know we don't, this is a Power Rangers podcast, we don't talk about Sentai a lot. But this is the first one that's really interested me from the absolute beginning in a long time. And if Bandai America is involved in the creation process, then it's safe to say that this might be our next one after Ninja Steel. I think that's where it's headed. Yeah, I think they realize that their idea of banking on the Minecraft audience for Zhuozhir... Probably not so much, but kids love space. Kids love big teams like this. Uh, When it was revealed, oh, hey, Bandai America had something to do with this. And, hey, look at influences like Star Wars and Marvel. Like, that's obvious from the get-go. Like, yeah, this is a huge team, like the Avengers. Yeah. So I I can't wait to see how they adapt it. Even, Even with the suits, like... All the suits are different in subtle ways. Like Gold, because he's an android, he's got more like a robotic texture to his suit. 
Yeah, I can't express enough love for Oshi Black being a huge hulking ranger because we haven't really had that before. I well, mean, we haven't in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a very long time. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm super excited for it. If oh, all signs point to this being the next Power Rangers adaptation, so I'm definitely going to be following the Sentai. We'll probably talk about it over the course of this year as the show airs. We're not going to review every episode or anything like that, but we'll definitely talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be great. Lastly, on our news items, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mega Battle, the video game. You can pre-order it now on Microsoft PS4. If you buy the bundle, it comes with a downloadable content called the More Phenomenal Pack, and it's bundled with the game as a pre-order bonus. And this pack includes Season 2 characters, Rocky, Adam, Aisha, White Ranger, Tommy, and alternate version of Billy, which pretty much looks like how he looked like in the movie. Right. You know, the vest, the white shirt. When uh, he stopped being, like, super nerdy and started being, like, super buff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Originally, they said that this game was going to be released in March, but I actually went to Microsoft page for this, and it Mm. says the game will release on January 16th. So that's in a couple weeks. That's pretty cool. I'll include links to the Microsoft store for this release in our show notes, but the cost is like 15 bucks. I don't think that's too bad. Um, that's not bad, no. Our friends on the Arcade Brothers on the 4-Eyed Radio Network, they actually want to have us on the show when this game releases to talk about it. So cool. I might go ahead and pre-order this and play a little bit and see how it is. I'm all for video games and Power Rangers, just keep them coming. <laughs> some of my some of my fondest memories was playing the movie video game on my Sega Genesis when I was growing up. Well, I'll have to bring this to your party, but my friends Nikki and Tim, they actually there's a mod that you can do to an original Nintendo cartridge. You can like strip the guts and like put in a mini hard drive power pack, HDMI port, and USB hub for controllers, and you can turn the game cartridge into like a mini gaming system, and they That's up cool. they uploaded over four thousand games on this. There's oh cow over seven systems. So there's like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, Turbo Graphics sixteen, Super Nintendo, two Atari systems. We were going through this on New Year's Day. They they gave it to me as a present, and there's every single old school Power Rangers game on there. That's awesome. Including the Zeo Racers one, which I never played. I oh, never that, even heard that of that was, game. That one was fun. That's the one with Gold Ranger on the cover that yeah. Chris really likes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, for your birthday party, I will bring this <laughs> magical cartridge and we will play old school video games. Awesome. <laughs> Well, that about does it for the news. Our main topic of the show, we are actually going to review the last two holiday specials for Dino Supercharge, which are considered episodes 21 and 22. First is the Halloween special Trick or Trial. This episode, before they can enjoy Halloween, the Rangers are summoned to an intergalactic court by Scumlaw for their crimes against the monsters they have destroyed. And let me just say, when this episode description first came out, I saw Intergalactic Court, and this was just after all the Ninja Steel stuff came out, and Mm -hmm. I was like, Intergalactic Court? I wonder if they're going to tie it into Ninja Steel. Nope, (laughs) because it's a dumb Halloween Intergalactic Court, which isn't even a thing. (laughs) 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 And it's just three dumb pumpkins. As the judges. It was weird. I remember because I forgot when this episode came out, but I was at my parents with Teresa. I think we just went there just for a weekend and it happened to be on. And I was like, oh, you know, the new Power Rangers is on. I can actually watch it live. And my mom and Teresa and my brother were there too. And we just kind of watched this episode. I felt so freaking embarrassed as a power. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a clip show. So they're showing clips from like the first season when it was good. But then you've got this like dumb, they're all in costume and I get it. It's Halloween. But God, the episode was just, yeah. I really wasn't even paying attention through half of it. Cause it was just, it was terrible. 
Mm-hmm. I know I was disappointed. Judging tagline, it seemed like such a decent concept to mask the clip show. Yeah. But then it's like... And then, yeah, because... <laughs> And, and it's weird because the, the monsters of this season, they always have to find an excuse to bring them back. If I never see Ice Age again, it'll be too soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this time they came back as ghosts, even though, you know, they're constantly being reanimated. And it's like, how does any of this work? <laughs> you know, are they ghosts? Can they be reanimated? What's the deal with these monster alien things? I thought the costumes were funny. You got Tyler dressed as a matador. Riley was a detective, kind of like Sherlock Holmes. Shelby was a pirate for some reason. Chase is a vampire. Coda is a samurai, which I think maybe Yoshi had kind of a say in what his costume might have been for that. Ivan was dressed as a scarecrow, and Kendall was dressed as a musketeer, and she even had like a full-on mustache, which I thought was kind of hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the main monster was called Scumlaw, and he had mummy guards, which were actually kind of creepy. But yeah, they're just sent to this court. They're forced to watch them getting accused, the past memories of these monsters, because the monsters are so innocent. Kendall and Ivan, they have this plan to infiltrate the trial. They're able to get into the trial. Kendall points out that, yes, crimes are being committed, But it isn't by the rangers, it's by the jury. And so the mummies remove the jury cloaks, and it's four Vivix, Kirio, and Poissandra, and they all (laughs) run away when they're discovered. Scumlaw is actually found guilty of jury tampering. (laughs) 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 While the rangers are found innocent on all counts, Scumlaw confronts the two guards, which turn out to be Prince Philip and James, who use their outfits as a disguise to infiltrate the court. The rangers are able to defeat Scumlaw and his Vivazords, and yeah, they party it up. We wrap up another Halloween episode. whoop de doo <laughs> <laughs> Some notes, this is the first time since its debut that none of the rangers activate Dino Drive or Dino Super Drive mode. This episode marks the first time that there's a nine ranger morphing sequence, and this marks the first time that the Aqua Ranger summons his own Zord. Oh. Which is kind of a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Overall, like I said, I was kind of bored by this episode. Yeah. Um, I was definitely embarrassed watching it with <laughs> <laughs> with my family, which is never a good thing. It seems like they always pick the same clips from the last time. And there's only so much you can dig from that well. And I really hope Ninja Steel does something different with clip shows, but... You know, they're still forced to do these clip shows. I thought the concept of an intergalactic court was interesting in the description, but then they turned it into like, oh, it's a Halloween intergalactic court. Like, Like Halloween is this intergalactic thing that's celebrated by all these people or aliens or whatever. And And there's a whole court system for it. yeah. Yeah. How many Halloween laws can you break? Why are there Halloween laws? Like, I don't even know. So (laughs) I thought it was super silly. Yeah. I get it. It's for kids in the end, but I thought it was pretty weak for a Halloween special. Mm -hmm. Can't the Rangers just go trick-or-treating or something and stumble across a monster <laughs> like i actually thought that that one episode where the rangers were turning into zombies that should have been the halloween episode yeah mm-hmm. like that had more of a halloween vibe than this thing did and this thing had talking jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> <laughs> so for me this is a big pass yeah, it was really disappointing. Yeah. It was pretty goofy. Like you said, we have seen times where Power Rangers can be really great, and we try to tell people, no, it's it's great. It's They, they have great stories now. And then you turn on an episode like this and wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a wah, wah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's it's not great. Well, there is something great, and that's this great deal we have for you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so for you, the, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, uh, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Did your free trial today go to GameflyOffer.com slash Ranger Command PH. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash Ranger Command PH for your free 30-day trial. 
I have to recommend the newly released Ezio collection for Assassin's Creed. This includes Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations. If you are a fan of this series or looking to get into it, I think this is a great jumping off point. And with Gamefly, you get 30 days to tear through three games of the series. I think anyone can easily do that. And then you can go see the movie because it's really good. But yeah, that's my recommendation for Gamefly. All right, moving on to Here Comes Hexamas. This is the 22nd and actually the final episode of Power Rangers Dino Supercharge. This episode also serves as the season's Christmas special. And it's also the show's epilogue because the events in this episode happen after the series ends. <laughs> for reasons we'll go into. So uh. the Rangers are surprised when they find mysterious secret Santa gifts that put them under the spell of Hexamus. An evil monster who plans to send everyone a cursed lump of coal on Christmas so that he can control Earth. So this episode opens with Shelby, Riley, and, well, actually, the show opens with two effing dinosaurs with, <laughs> like, red noses and Santa hats on. Yeah. So if you've watched the finale, they've come back to this alternate timeline where dinosaurs are still alive. And it's not a museum, it's a zoo. So, obviously, with the freaking dinosaurs hanging around, this episode does take place after the series finale. And they even acknowledge it in the show, because when they discover Hexamus, they're like, wait, we destroyed all of Sledge's monsters, what are you doing here? And he explained that as they were sending the ship into the sun, he knocked out Wrench out of one of the escape pods, got into the escape pods, and for 65 million years, he's been, I don't know, dicking around and growing <laughs> Vivix for finally his ultimate plan. And I've said multiple times on this podcast how much I really disliked the whole 65 million year thing. I thought it, <laughs> it really messes with the monsters, the, the timeline, all this stuff. And it's like, Sorry. really, you, you wait 65 million years and then now you're doing your plan mm -hmm. it's so weird i did like the design of hexamus i thought that's a really cool christmas inspired monster and i really liked that sled that he had in the episode yeah. it was like a badass like hot rod type <laughs> of twisted version of santa sleigh there's a bit of continuity because the same santa actor that was in the first christmas special came back um oh. Santa contacted the Rangers again, even though in this timeline, why would they be Rangers? If you think about it too much, you'll hurt yourself. That's pretty much what it is. Even Ivan and Coda come back from their own timelines with Keeper in tow, and he's like, ah, Christmas, a great time for time travel. And I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> They still have the Zords, they still have the powers, but it's like, why would Xenowing even have built the Zords in the first place? <laughs> why would Kendall even have built the Dino Charge technology if the Energems were never lost? Why is there still a base inside the museum? <laughs> it's all these questions. I thought, you know, the monster turning the rangers into, like, these evil elves. I never want to see Tyler at, like that ever again in the show. <laughs> that was horrifying. There's nothing really redeeming I can say about this, and it all stems from the fact that this was an epilogue to an already questionable series finale. It just confirmed the fact that, yep, that really happened. Mm -hmm. And Shelby made a reference again to cleaning up a sick dinosaur or cleaning up the pen or whatever, and it's like, it's more potty humor, it's more... There's another Pavlova thing that got shoved in the face of Santa. This show can, like, never stop throwing things in people's faces and just being, like, the lowest denominator, it seems. Like, mm -hmm. just the back half of... Well, the back half of this whole series is just not good. <laughs> But a kind of, like, nice little nod to the beginning of the series. Chronologically, the first and last morphs of the Dino Charge Rangers involve Tyler and Shelby. 
So, you know, in the first episode, they're the first two to morph. And mm-hmm. in this last episode, they're the last two to morph. But again, another missed opportunity for a full 10 Ranger morph. We didn't get it in the mm-hmm. season finale, and we didn't get it in this episode. So I guess we're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. Another thing to note of as of this episode, the Dino Laugh, Dino Squash, Dino Gravity, Dino Helio, and Dino Clone Chargers were never used power-wise outside of the Titanozord footage. Mm. Mm. So that was just something that they never explored in the series with the rest of the effects of the Chargers. What do you guys think? I don't even want to think about it. Um... Like you said, it it just drives home the fact that that finale actually happened. Yeah. And I don't want to think about that either. (laughs) Because it's worse than my, um, that crack fic, Kendall's Obsessed with Dinosaurs thing that I was writing for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's basically that. And that's, like, not a good thing. Like, when my crack fic basically comes to life, that's not good. (laughs) No, no, it's not. (laughs) The whole time travel thing, for me, there's nothing you can redeem with Dino Supercharged. Yeah. If that's the way they end it. Yeah. Okay, then leave it in its own timeline. Leave it in its own universe. Just leave it behind. (laughs) Yeah. They flash back to some first season episodes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's when the show was all right. (laughs) (laughs) And it it just kind of reinforced, like, that whole thing. So I wasn't too happy with it. And, again, not, not only just weird timeline stuff with the end, but there's just questionable timeline overall. Does this take place over two years? You know, that kind of stuff, because Riley was only supposed to be there for a summer. You know, we got two Halloweens, two Christmases. It's kind of all over the place. I know Power Rangers isn't freaking Shakespeare or anything, and it's not meant to be. But just logically, some of the things don't make sense. Yeah. So I think we're putting the nail in the coffin that is Dino Charge. (laughs) Is there anything else you guys want to just unleash about it before we just are done talking forever about it? One thing, and it's kind of super random, but I just thought of it. I'm kind of disappointed they never used like Dino Drive mode outside of the Megazord because I felt like that one line where she's like, it can only be used inside the Megazord was foreshadowing that they were totally going to try to use it outside of the Megazord. And then they didn't. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) I, I, I get it. Like these are cockpit mode things meant to sell toys. And by God, did we get a lot of Dino Supercharge toys? Not only was there Dino Drive mode, but then Dino Super Drive mode on top of Dino Steel and the regular figures. And it was like nonstop with these figures. I know because mm-hmm. I collected all of them. So, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I have all of them and it's too much. And that's the thing. That's what worries me about Ninja Steel because we didn't talk about it on the show, but also recently in the past couple weeks, the Ninja Master Mode, that's what it was. So the Ninja Master Mode, it's another cockpit mode. And they've got yeah. another sword, but it looks like a saw blade sword. It's so weird. The armor looks okay on the toy. I think it'll look cool on the show because, don't get me wrong, getting original armor like this that's different from the Sentai, I thought Dino Drive and Dino Super Drive looked amazing in the show. Conceptually, that armor rocked. And like UAP, I was super disappointed when they didn't use it outside of the cockpit, especially when you've got Bandai America commercials showing them running around in the woods with these armors. And it's like, oh my God, how cool would that have been, you know? Yeah. But it, it didn't happen. I'm disappointed, but at the same time, it's like, you could tell that that was going to happen. Yeah. The only time a cockpit mode was used outside of the cockpit was Samurai with the Shogun mode. And even then, it was only in the finale. And it looked freaking amazing outside of the cockpit. Mm -hmm. Granted, it was like a five-second transformation and fight, but it still looked great. And it's cool seeing all the Rangers together, but another thing that pissed me off about the show was why the hell did kendall barely drove her zord ever that pissed me off i know because you're that like actually pissed me off because i'm like every time they used her zord she was never in it and (laughs) it's her yeah it's (laughs) it sucks it's like it's her zord and if you're filming original footage anyway for the cockpit just put her in there yes yes 
And that whole thing in the finale where she's like, well, I'm just support. Like, they did this whole epic in a circle instamorph, and she takes off her helmet like, all right, guys, well, I'm just staying here to first backup support. I know Claire Blackwalder tweeted that she was okay with that, and Kendall is meant to be the support for the Rangers. And I get it. I mean, she did get a few chances to shine in the season with these fights, and I thought mm-hmm. her instamorphing, putting the helmet back on was cool as hell. But I wanted her to be in action more. Yeah. I, I yeah. think her character deserved a little bit of that. And I think she deserved to drive her own freaking Zord into battle. Yeah, she's like a regular character with her own powers. It's not like she's a Prince Philip right. where it would make sense where she only shows up a couple times. But if she's there all the time anyway. Yeah. And there's clearly been several situations where maybe they could have used her power, but they didn't. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she was busy being mayor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in this new timeline she is mayor. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Uh, With her di- her dinosaur zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's not getting reelected cuz no one likes that. Um <laughs> She put all the city funding into building this dinosaur zoo. <laughs> and she loses the next election. <laughs> uh, somebody, does- somebody please write that fanfic, please. I'll be your, I'll be your friend forever. Just, just write, at, write me fanfic. At this point, at this point, I'm going to rely on fanfic to, like, right the wrongs of this season. <laughs> and I never do fanfic. Jeez. God, I feel like writing fanfic just to, to combat, like, the <laughs> It would be terrible, but it, it might be better at the same time. Zach, AP, anything else before You we... know, it started off as such a great series. The first half, Dino Charge, was great. Every episode we looked forward to. And just by the end of it, it was like, oh, yeah, I guess Supercharger's on. I should probably watch that. Uh, it yeah. became a chore. Yes. It, it did. It's a shame. It's it's just a shame because we had a cast that was great. We had... Oh, the cast was phenomenal, and their chemistry really showed on screen. Yes. If, yeah, exactly. If exactly. That, if that cast was a fraction less than what they were, this season would have been completely unwatchable. Yeah. If they were like mega force level of acting, uh, <laughs> I, I would have just not watched anything. Yeah, like this this cast, they transformed, for lack of better terms, like subpar material into something sort of watchable. This is a classic example of the actors doing their best with the material they're given. Unfortunately, yep. the material they were given, not so good. Some of the writing was very, eh, toward the end. Some of it was very, <laughs> I hate to say the word childish because, oh, it's a kid's show. Yeah, but that doesn't mean your show has to be written for like four-year-olds. Have more faith in your audience. I think for me, obviously the biggest sticking point this whole second season was just the amount of of things in people's faces and potty humor and mm-hmm. fart jokes. Yeah. If I did a super cut of all of those instances, that just might make a full episode on its own. That's how <laughs> bad, I, and I think how frequently it happened. It's like they didn't do it enough during the first season, so then they just crammed it all into the back half. It was just really unneeded. Uh... Sorry to cut you off, Zach. Was there anything else? Again, we want to sing the praises of the cast. They had great chemistry. They had a great on-screen presence. They had great acting ability. They are super fun to follow on Twitter and then converse with. They were great. I half wish that they would have just done some kind of, well, you don't need your dinosaur powers anymore. Here's ninja stars. But obviously, Saban doesn't, (laughs) doesn't, they don't do that anymore, which kind of is meh. But I'm sure the new cast will be just as great. And really, I'm just kind of looking forward to Ninja Steel. Get the bad taste of Supercharge out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. AP's dog doesn't like it either. That's not my dog. That's my dog. I Zach's apologize. dog doesn't like it either. <laughs> it's Zach's turn. It's Zach's dog's it, it turn. Is, it is my dog's turn. <laughs> well, I don't want to end this episode on, like, a, we're down on Dino Supercharge streak. So we actually have a question from Ranger Nation. You can ask us a question at ask.fm slash ranger command ph. And our good friend of the show... RJ, Anime Redneck 96, asks, Given they are government-funded teams, 
Could season concepts such as Lightspeed Rescue, SPD, Time Force, or even RPM work in real life? Take, for instance, if we gave the Chicago shows Morphers. Um, I mean, you're talking about bringing Power Rangers into the real life. Unless our real life technology started getting kind of like super suits like Iron Man or something, I don't see it happening. But yeah. I would love to see another show like Lightspeed Rescue or something where... Yeah, I think that might be sort of what he means. Hey, if you gave the cast of Chicago PD SPD morphers, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be two seasons behind like I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I mean. I mean, if Chicago Fire had, uh, you know, Lightspeed a rescue... Uh, yeah, if they had a rescue Zord, yeah, I'd be watching that show a lot more. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a cool concept. I'm all yeah. for superpower shows. I love what DC TV is doing. Those shows are so good. Yeah, I think like an ensemble show like Legends of Tomorrow, I wish we had something like that for Power Rangers, where it was just like an ensemble cast, maybe some past actors or maybe recast some past actors if they don't want to do it or maybe evolve the show's timeline and like, oh, the SPD powers were passed on to these people or Carter Grayson has a new team of Lightspeed Rangers. Like do a do a CW style new adulter, not a, well, you know adulter. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a word, brain. I'm more adult, and I hate to use that phrase, but right. it always brings out the, you know, oh, like Power Slash Rangers. No, nothing like Power Slash Rangers. That should be buried and forgotten. <laughs> um, but like, like, <laughs> did you say James Vanderbeek? <laughs> well, he did. He Dawson's was, Creek was on this, the WB. I, hmm. yeah. uh, D- Dawson's Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I know what you mean. Like a more. <laughs> Rocky just wants to have fun. Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe if Power Rangers upped the demographic to, like, kind of like a teen CW type of demo. That'd be super cool. Yeah, it'd be be cool to see what they do. I'm kind of hoping that that's what this movie is going to be like. I hope so. Yeah. Because if it is, boom, instant, like, have me hooked. Yeah, that's what it seems like it's going to be, and that's why I'm pretty darn excited for it. And that's why I'm really hoping that this movie succeeds financially, because it can show the powers that be that you can do a more teenage type drama. Mm -hmm. Since the beginning, Rangers have been teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I want them to act like teenagers and not five-year-olds. I don't want Coda farting in a goddamn crate. And everyone's like, oh, we got to get out of here. Stop with the poop jokes. Tackle teenage type issues. Maybe grow the demographic a bit and expand the audience. And I hope Mm -hmm. that's what the movie does is expand the audience. Yeah. Yep. On that note, like how the movie's being produced by like Lionsgate and it's got some of the same sort of behind the scenes team as like Hunger Games. Yeah. I actually just watched all the Hunger Games movies recently because I got real bored and decided to do that. And they were actually really good. Pretty darn good movies. So if this Power Rangers movie is even a fraction of how good those were, I've got some faith in this. Oh yeah, for sure. Lionsgate, they've been known for making these teenage type franchise audience movies and Mm -hmm. they're bringing Power Rangers up to that level, at least from what we could glean from the trailer, the one trailer that we have. It feels more like in that same vein of like Hunger Games, where they're dealing with that teenage type of drama. And if Power Rangers is like chock full of that, then sign me up. Because I would want the show to be elevated to that. Ninja Steel will go on hiatus before the movie comes out. That's how Mm -hmm. fast... It's coming. It's going to be all, here we go, and then right before the movie. But can the movie sustain us through the hiatus? The fandom and maybe new people to the fandom will be so hyped up on Power Rangers, hopefully, that they'll be looking for things to watch. And if Ninja Steel is already in hiatus, to me, that's already a missed opportunity for catching an audience, maybe boosting ratings. 
I don't want new people to the fandom to be like, oh, well, the movie is cool. Let me check out the show. And if Ninja Steel is anything like the back half of Dino Supercharge, and it's got like four-year-old potty humor and this and that, you're basically going to turn off any potential new audience mm-hmm. to the show. Yeah. And you're going to still restrict the demographic that the show is for kids and that the movie is for teens and adults. Mm-hmm. All in all, I'm just basically hoping this movie is part Hunger Games, part Power Rangers, part CW teen drama. Yeah. That would be like the perfect combination for me. Yeah. Like I said, I hope it succeeds because if it succeeds, then I think we'll be entering a new era for Power Rangers come the 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be a total refresh for the brand because just the hype in this movie, Power Rangers is relevant again. I mean, you've got sites talking about, (laughs) I mean, you've got IGN releasing stuff. You got, you've got all these different sites that are more inclusive to a bigger nerd culture. They even had like Entertainment Weekly posting some stuff for a little it, bit there. It, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Power Rangers has re-entered the mainstream because of this movie, and even more so than when the 20th anniversary happened. And I thought exactly. they did a great job with the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's becoming even more relevant. That's great. That's the momentum you need to keep the show going into its 25th year. Exactly. And I really hope Chip Lynn brings his A-game for Ninja Steel. And I think the Ninja served up some pretty good footage with some past Rangers. But we were proven with Dino Charge that just because a Sentai has past Rangers in it doesn't mean we're going to get that in the tv show and at this point we can't even rely on that happening if it happens i would be completely blown away yeah i I think the key word for ninja steel and super ninja steel or ninja super steel or whatever super they're gonna go with needs to be consistency stay consistent if you establish something in the first half of the season make sure it stays that way in the second like with with dino charge the first half of the season they acted like teenagers they were pretty Mm -hmm. normal teenagers right Second half of the season, they, like, turned into stupid kids, and that's not consistent. I think the term for it is, like, flanderization, where it's, like, one personality trait is amped up to the nth degree. So we have, in the first season, okay, it's shown Coda loves to eat. In the second half of the season, Coda loves to eat and fart and burp and make a big mess and be a slob, and that's not Coda. No. And that disappoints me, because Coda, he's supposed to be this innocent but lovable guy. But he'll do anything to protect his friends. And then the first season, there was a few times where, okay, there was some food jokes, but it wasn't like, in your face. Yeah. On that note, I thought it was like said a couple of times that he was supposed to get like more mature as this series went on because he was getting used to like modern life and that. And it never happened. Yeah. They just kept him the me dumb caveman, me go on mammoth hunt. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, if I heard mammoth hunt any more times than it was mentioned, I, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was like mammoth hunt, mammoth hunt, mammoth hunt. The bit we that get I, it, you're a caveman. The bit that get, got me frustrated the most, I think, was there's the episode where Tyler is working the sink hose. Yeah. And Coda acts like it's a monster. And it's like, Coda, you have worked in the cafe for a year years. At that point. You know what a sink is and does. There is no reason to act like this other than bad writing. So <sighs> I got to stop. I'm, I, we got to stop no. venting our. <laughs> <laughs> My hope is that Ninja Steel does well because. You're going to have this online fandom or just regular fandom that are coming off, hopefully, which is a successful movie, and they're going to come to Ninja Steel and be like, what is this? If if it's at Dino Supercharge, second back half of the season level, I think any new fans that you capture, they're strictly just going to care about the movie franchise mm-hmm. and not about the show. Which is not what you want to do. You want to grow the audience no matter what. And I get it. that They're doing now, you know, three different things. They're doing the show, the movie, the comics. They're casting that net pretty wide. But I think if you want to get, like, full enjoyment out of Power Rangers, you, you got to be into all three a little bit. If not, I mean, that's cool. That's your thing. But I think there would be mispotential if Ninja Steel... And I'm not saying Ninja Steel be, like, a big budget movie every week but i at least want the writing and the storylines to be consistent like zach said Mm -hmm. and to have characterization 
that maybe mimics the movie a bit. You know, real teenagers dealing with real things. And I think they're going to be high school students again in, in Ninja Steel. So... That's great. If you want to ride that Mighty Morphin, Megaforce type of team or, and characters, then let them be high school students. Let them mm -hmm. do the things that are happening in the movie, like go to detention and maybe have some teachers as side characters. If you want to go the Mighty Morphin route, then at least commit to it. Yeah, yeah. So, anywho... <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely review Ninja Steel, the first episode, when it comes out. I'm actually looking forward to it a bit. I'm mm -hmm. hopeful to see where they go, although the first two descriptions sound like the first two episodes of Dino Charge, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a lot going on, Ranger Nation. We got our third anniversary special coming up on the 21st. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll be asking our listeners to participate in some way. Uh, like they always do, you know, maybe we'll have a big round table. I don't know what we're doing for our anniversary special, but thanks for listening. And if you have questions, you can always email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. You can check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph, Instagram and Facebook, probably your better bets at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. We're on Ranger Board and Toku Nation. We have our own dedicated threads for the show. Let us know what you think. This show is for you guys. Mm -hmm. It's for Ranger yep. Nation. We've always been for Ranger Nation. We're definitely going to have some more highlighting members of the fandom in the next year and leading up to the 25th anniversary of the show. So a lot of things in the works. Hope you guys stick around for the new year. And as always, thanks for listening. All right. See you guys. Yep. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Truckee B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 